Welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business, a.k.a. Money Compton. This podcast is available on all platforms, so Google, Stitcher, Anchor, Spotify, Apple. Go ahead and uh, hit that like and subscribe button. We need the five stars. Anything less than five, bro, you're just a straight up, just, just not a hand, you're not a happy person. Anywho's, um, you can find us on the Twitterverse at Sports Business, S-P-U-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. You can also email the show. Um, S-P-U-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S at gmail.com, dot com. And you can also find me on Instagram at Money Content. All right, now that we got all the S1 admin stuff out the way, yo, I am here in the brisk, cold weather of Colorado Springs, Colorado um, this weekend. It's been a great, great weekend. Um, but I'm also in the residence of one of my great, great, great friends, possibly my bestest friend in the entire world. Um, who let me in his house. So, I mean, if, he, if I'm in his house, then I kind of got to let him on my show, though, right? You know? So, we got the great Sergio Prieto, uh, mortgage broker out of Guaranteed Rate. Um, you've seen Guaranteed Rate on the UFC. Um, we'll talk about this. They were on the MLB, but I don't even think we're going to be on the MLB because we don't even know if they're going to have a season. But we got my man Sergio Prieto on this show. My man, what it do? Hey, Eric, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you. Hey. It's been a good weekend. I'm glad you came by. Um, you seen the seen the house. You know, I yeah. just bought this house and and all that. So I'm really, really was excited when you were coming. And uh, we got some stuff to talk about. And we got more stuff to do tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the tour ain't over yet. And if anybody has seen me on social media, nine times out of ten, if I am traveling to a sports event, it's probably with my man right here, Lee Matango. So um, we can't we can't say what that actually stands for because this is a family friendly show. I got family that listens to the show. So. Y'all ain't gonna know what that means. So, anywho's, bruh, um, two things. You're a veteran, so man, what the hell's going on in Ukraine? Like, I mean, my heart goes out to them. It is a, I mean, I haven't been on the air in the last couple of weeks, but since I've been on the air, a lot's changed in the world. You know, we're possibly going at World War III. Looks like that's what it's I unfortunately happening, but um it's you know, our hands are tied, and it's it's just sad to see uh the, the graphic stuff that you see um, around the world right now, especially in the Ukraine with clearly a guy who's just lost all of his marbles, um, you know, just trying to literally invade a country. It's, it's, it's been bad, man. It's uh, it's pretty terrible. Um, as a veteran, it's hard to see. Mm-hmm. And um, it, I, it's a couple of things for me. I, I'm just really fortunate of the country that I was raised and born and raised in. When you yeah. see a country like that just getting bombarded, you kind of take a step back and just be happy for the things that you have. Facts. You know, put the whatever differences you have aside. With, uh, aside with, if you have any differences with anyone, put those things aside for a minute and just take a look at what life could have been like if you were in the wrong, in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, it's very, very sad, and uh, you we hope that things don't get escalated to a point where we really got to get involved because. If our country and government decide to get involved um, to the point where two nuclear powers are going at it, it might not be a a happy ending for anyone. So definitely um, prayers go out to everyone in Ukraine, Um, even the Russian fighters as well. Some of them don't even know what they're going there for. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's just a lot going on there. Prayers go out to everybody. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's crazy. Um, this is a sports podcast, so when you see a lot of these boxers, especially Lomachenko, uh, 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 the Klitschko's, uh, the heavyweight champion right now, I can't. Usyk. Usyk. Um, these dudes literally are stopping what they they're doing. Um, to join the military it just shows you how serious this is. But uh, yeah, I couldn't gone out without moving on with the show without saying something. Um, I've been very, very silent about it uh, during 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 this time. So um, I kind of decided to wait till then. But anyways, um, we're gonna tie into the, 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 the you know unfortunately the world is in a different stage than it was two weeks ago. But we're gonna tie this into it. A couple of segments of our show today, but uh, first things first, man. I know you're a big hockey or actually, first things first. You are a baseball historian. Like I can ask you who won the World Series in '67, and you'll be like, "Bruh, it was fill in the blank." Um, hey, man, we gonna have baseball this year, bro? Man, I have no <laughs> idea. It's so, it, it's so disappointing. I, I don't understand it. I mean. It, it, the thing about it, the way I look at it, I, I'm, I feel like, and people that know me, I'm a pretty fair person. I try yeah. to see both sides of the arguments, and there's got to, there's always, in most arguments, there's common ground somewhere. Mm-hmm. These two entities just don't trust each other at all. Where the, at all. Yeah, where the common ground is very thin. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a huge problem um, for me as a fan, as a lifelong fan. Love going to games. This is the first time that I felt like, you know, I feel like taking a step back from the sport a little bit because it really bothers me that these guys that are making a lot of money anyway are fighting over money. Yeah, it's crazy that you say it's about money because it is. It, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's definitely about the money. But you know, some of the things. That, I mean, you're you're you've been following a lot more closer than I, and you probably understand the grievances on both sides a little bit better than a casual fan, being the fact that you are a historian. I know one of the things that you like to say, or one of the things that's caught my eyes, that I've noticed that this, the the TV revenue, as far as business of baseball itself, has gone up. But if you look at the salaries the last couple of years, it's gone down. I think the last person that got paid, like cashed out, cashed out, that got that half a billy, I think it was Mike Trout. Well, so what's the what's what's causing the 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 salaries to kind of take a nose? I want to say a nosedive. These boys are getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, yeah, this is what they did. So. The owners, when they started, when things started going into analytics, mm. a lot of things changed. The middle class player, we're not talking about the Mike Trout of the world. Right, track Those guys are going to get paid. Right, right, They're right. They're getting right. their money. They're right, right, superstars. Right. They bring things to the game that is more than on the field. Right, 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 right. right. So the middle class guys that are not at that level, some of them are getting weeded out mm. for cheaper, younger players. That are, that are produced at the same level or better based on sabermetrics, mm. analytics. So the owners are like, wait a minute, why would I pay Tory Hunter, for example, $14 million a year when I can pay this young guy, uh, Glaber Torres from the Yankees, only $500,000 a year and get the same production. Mm. So that's the kind of, it's, it's economics, it's for just sure. different ways around it. Um, when they opened up the uh, analytic departments at a lot of these teams, they hired a lot of guys from MIT, really smart, right, 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 real right, right, smart right. people, Ivy League, yeah. Mm-hmm. And those those people, those departments are finding other ways to better enhance economically what the owners have in a, in a ball club. So that is definitely one big concern. That's, that's one concern for the players. They see mm-hmm. that what's going on. Right. So those big time players, Max Scherzer, for example, mm-hmm. He is stepping out on, on 
on a limb, him. Yeah. Now he's at the towards the end of his career. He's a free agent this year. No, he, he just signed oh, with okay. the Mets. Okay. okay. Right. So he signed a big deal with the Mets, three years, forty-three million. Okay. He, but this is probably his last contract. Right. 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 So right. what he's doing, he's stepping up. He's stepping up against the owner, saying, "Hey, you need to take care of these younger players." Okay. Right. So now this is not something that benefits him at all. Yeah. He's getting out. Right. So there, you, you see, that's an admirable thing. For sure. However. The middle class player can see how that is detrimental to him. If the money goes to the younger player, gotcha, okay. it's gotta come. Get, it has to be taken away from someone else. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's that problem. So now they beefing within their own ranks. That not really say beefing, but there's a little not bit of public, friction. They're not publicly doing that. Right, right, right. But there's a little friction. You in would, between. you would think about it. Yeah. Let's say for a player, let's say what's a middle of the road player. Let's say um, Judge. Judge is not middle of the road. You know, okay. he's a superstar, but he's just not. He hasn't reached his free agent uh, deal yet. That's next year. I think Chris Bryant's a free agent this season. I think. I think he I is. I think he's a free right. agent. This no, he, but he's a su- he's superstar status. I'm talking about a guy that's middle of the class. Like, let's say. Um, you consider Freddie Freeman a. Uh, he's a superstar. Okay, okay. Um, Shows so, y'all how much I know about baseball as far as like knowing, naming a middle of the pack guy right now. Yeah, a, uh, a, a, somebody that's middle of the road, I would say, is like a. Um, I would say there's a guy at the Mets just signed, Eduardo Escobar. Okay. They okay. just signed him. Okay. Uh, he's not a superstar. Okay. He's a very good player. Okay. This, if something like this gets ironed out to where the younger players get paid a little bit more, which I agree they should. Right. The middle of the class player will can't potentially lose income because of this. Gotcha. You know the the especially if the tax threshold doesn't increase right. to where the players want it to. Right. Which right. is like, like a soft salary cap, right. essentially. Right. 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 So right. If, right. if they're not going to allow the threshold to increase, that means salaries aren't as a whole are not going to go up too much. Right, right, So right. if you're going to pay the younger guy, right. the middle class guy is going to lose some because the superstars will always get there. Facts, facts, big facts. So, so there's an issue there, for sure. Um, so, I mean... I understand. However, I do under. I definitely understand what the players are trying to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, they deserve. They, they, they're they're, they're griefs that they have as far as their beef. It's legitimate. But I'm also looking at the owner's aspect of it as far as and I and I mean, you and I talked about this over the weekend. I don't think a 14 team playoff really helps the helps MLB out. I hate it. I know it's going to get TV revenue. I know they're going to get a lot of TV ad. They're going to be on the major network. I understand that. But as far as competition wise. I mean, what, what did the Braves win last year? I think 80-some games last year and won the World Series. So now you're going to let in four teams that are possibly going to be under 500. And That's it's a crapshoot at that yeah, point. So, so now you're going to tell me you can have a World Series champion that could be under 500. I um, at first, so I didn't mind how they the, the way the play, playoff format is now. It's 10 teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like the wild card being a one-game series. I, I, I'm not I don't like that either. That could be a three-game series, I think. Why not? Why yeah, can't you yeah, make it yeah, a three-game yeah. series? I Get revenue there. That, that's, that's two more. That's... At least one more, more game. game. At, yeah, least, yeah. at least one more game. Yeah, at least two oh, yeah. more. Yeah, with the other leagues. Yeah, yes. so that's two more, two at more a games. minimum, two more games right. that you get in revenue. I agree with that. Um, the, the Jumping from 10 to 14 teams, the, you, you look at the standings, like you said. The people, the teams that don't make the playoffs are not good. <laughs> They're terrible. What? Why would you want a team like that in the, in, in, in the playoffs, in the marquee, yeah. You know, Prime on national time, TV, all that. Why would you do that? I, I, I don't understand. I mean, as far as the quality of the game, I understand why they're doing it. It's all right. business. They right. want the revenue. Mm-hmm. They want the ad, the advertisement time, the network money. I get all that. But not all money is good money. Yeah, yeah. Play so they can, they can definitely, like, 
I would say they, they should really definitely look look at that. I, the owners are just. I feel like the owners don't look at both sides the way the players possibly may may do. So I don't know, man. It's it's definitely tough um, tough situation. I just um, hopefully they'll come up with something soon, man. But I don't know. Another thing that, that that's a big point is the games in April are never pro- are not never really very good for the majority of the league. Man, not I many people. Not many people go to games in April because it's too cold. It's iceberg slim. Not to me. I mean, we're in Colorado. Baseball would have been starting in three weeks. Ain't no telling. We're in the middle of a blizzard right now, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and, and, and I'm telling y'all right now. I was talking to Sergio last night. If you're at it, would you go to an outdoor game if like his team is the Yankees? I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. Bro. I'm not going to a game if it's snowing outside. <laughs> no, no. But not to mention, like you said, ain't nobody going to no games in April. I'll probably say all the way up to damn near. June. Nah, I mean, it gets the, it gets nice in May. May's not bad. I've know? been to games in San Francisco in April. The, 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 April, the, May, yeah. The, I, the statistics are is April. That month does not do well attendance wise mm. across the league. Oh, it doesn't wow. matter what team you are. Right, right, you know, they right, don't right, do, right. they don't do well. Right. So the owners are not in a hurry to be like, yeah, let's start these games. We're not gonna, they don't get really revenue like at that anyway gate, yeah. at the gate, right? right? So they don't. So they're not really in a rush like that. Right. Um, this made me think, like, okay, like, why don't we just shorten the season? 156 or something, or 150, 155. Yeah, I mean, why just shorten the season then? If yeah. you don't want to play in the month of April, just shorten the season a little right, bit. Right, Do right, some, right. You know, that way you play in the, you know, decent weather. Right. Are we going to have baseball this year, you think? I I think we are. It's just, it's going to be a while. It's not going to be anytime soon. Over or under June 1? I was. I'm, that's my day. June, June one, June one, June one's the date that I think it'll start. Yeah, okay. yeah. Honestly, I think if it doesn't start by June one, then so back in '94, man, they got they got Congress involved. Yeah. Sonia Sotomayor, who was the chief, uh, the she was um, who was judge? Supreme Court. Supreme Court. Yes. Yeah, Supreme Court. Supreme Court justice. Yeah. She was the one that, and this is something interesting too. So she was the one that actually helped fix that strike mm-hmm. back in '94. Every time they go to court, or the majority of the time at least, the players do well. Right, right, right. right. So the owners probably don't want to do that. Right. The players always come out pretty well. Right. Um, so, again, revenue has gone up a ton. Salaries. Overall salaries have not. Yeah. There's got to be a meeting yeah, in the middle crazy. there. I, I think the, 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 thra- the tax threshold, little tough situation. Yes, I think it should rise. But you got those lower market teams that that doesn't help gonna, them if it, it doesn't help them if it rises. If I can, if I can honestly think, I'm probably thinking if you raise the the soft salary cap or the tax bracket as, as baseball aficionados call it, I think you're only really benefiting the Bra- uh the the Yankees, yeah, the top Sox, teams, yeah. Astros, Dodgers, the Braves the Mets, got money, the Mets, the Mets got money, yeah, Cubs um, maybe, Cubs to a certain extent. The Giants got a little bit of money. Giants got money. Giants got money. So that's eight teams that I just named out of 30. That might be it. I think that's it. Like, I, as far I, as top and maybe the Angels. I think the Angels got a little bit of guap too. So that's funny you say that. The Angels do have money, but... They so, spend it on doo-doo. <laughs> yes. But they... Um, so there was a, a proposal that was sent out about lifting the tax threshold. Mm-hmm. Four teams of the 30 said no. And I think the Angels Angels is one of them. Yeah. A lot of people were like, how can the Angels say no? They are one of the top market teams. They're in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So very, very strange there. Um, Speaking of the Angels, man, 
How does so Shohei Otani? I mean, I'm half Japanese, y'all. So Shohei Otani by far is my favorite baseball player right now in the league. How is this affecting him? I know they had to pay a boatload of cash to even have the rights to talk to this man, and he's not really like on that. Like he he doesn't have to go through arbitration or anything like that. Or is this contract kind of set up like that? Or yeah, I'm not a thousand percent sure. He's not making a ton of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not. But I know they paid like a hundred some million dollars just to get the rights of Shohei Otani right, to come to America. He didn't get that either. Oh, well, man. He's making like six hundred thousand. Oh wow! I'm, I'm gonna show you right now, but he's he's not making that much. And I, I had this conversation with a good buddy of mine. Yeah. Uh, who's an Angels fan? And I was like, There's Angels that? fans? There's a, that's a thing. Hey man, take it easy. Okay, I, I just asked. Well, he's uh, so he's scheduled to make three million. Which is pretty low for the guy who just won MVP, MVP last yeah, year. Yeah, this guy's like a unicorn, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he, I think he went from six hundred thousand to three million. to three million, which is about right. Which is kind of what Judge did. Judge mm-hmm. did the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. He went from six hundred thousand to three million, and now he's up to seventeen million for mm-hmm. this upcoming year. Right. If they play, if they play, are they going to get their full salaries this year? No, they're they, not. That's what I think is going to be. Pro they already they already lost six games yeah. of, of salary. Right. So which far. more than likely more games will be canceled by the end of this week as well from my sources. So yeah. Um, yeah. So from 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 baseball transitioning, I know you would like I said you were New York. You a true New Yorker, bro. Like. That's that you a New Yorker. Through and through. Yeah, yeah, you annoy you. So through and through. I have watched probably two New York Knicks basketball games this entire season. And guess what? The two were with you. Mm-hmm. One, we were there in person. <laughs> um, and last night we watched the Knickerbockers against the Clippers of LA. And the Knicks actually like smoked them boys. What the hell is going on with the Knickerbockers, bro? Like, they gotta be probably the most. I'm not gonna say. The, the, the worst, the most disappointing team, but I'm thinking about the Brooklyn Nets, them, the Knicks, Atlanta. The Atlanta. You can throw the Clippers in there to a certain extent outside of Kawhi's Lakers. injury. The Lakers. Like, that's probably your top five most uh, in the Jazz. Well, no, not the Jazz. No, the Jazz are good. No, the Jazz got to win the championship for me to be like, that's a team that's going to win the championship. It's, and then even then, I may not believe it then. So, but they're having a good season. They're, okay, they always have a good season, but they always lose in the first or second round. Yeah, but they're uh, not disappointing. You can't. It is. Just, they were the number one seed last year. My guy, you, but you can't say they're disappointing right now. Yeah, you can. No, man, they're number four. They they got a good record, man. They're, they're gonna be out in the first. Three. They're gonna lose in the first. Who's number five? Dallas. They're gonna lose to Dallas. <laughs> um, but as far as the Knicks, man, like I I can't put my finger. This is pretty much the almost exact same team as last year. Yeah. Um. I get a D. Rose has missed a lot of time this year. The Kemba Walker, I told you that when they signed him. I didn't want to believe you. Um, I thought the Kemba Walker experience was going to be a train wreck. I was right. Pat myself on the back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, not praying on someone's downfall, but, I mean, it's just history don't lie. What's going on with the Knicks this year, man? Is it the Butcher, a.k.a. Tom Thibodeau? Like, what, what, is it World Wide West? I haven't seen him, in, you know, making any moves. Like, well, what's, they, they got money. What's the problem, man? I honestly, I, I just... I thought the Knicks the were only, back the, last year. The, so did I. The difference that I see is that their defense last year was a whole lot, it was a whole lot better. This year's not great. Um, like that game that we went to mm-hmm. when Ricky Rubio dropped like 37. 40. 40. So, I mean, there was no defense being played, at least as, as a team. It wasn't there. So, I honestly don't know. As far as them beating the Clippers, every dog has his day. I mean. They beat the Warriors at home. Yeah, you should be embarrassed about that. Oh yeah, probably yeah. Be more but, embarrassed tonight, but yeah, I mean it's really this the Knicks pretty disappointing because once the Knicks fan base, man, we're thirsty. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah. We you are feed, dying you here. For it. You can feed it in the in the garden, like you yeah. feel it there, bro. Like we're thirsty. We want to. We want a winner, right? And the fact that they played so well last year, 
unexpected. Very unexpected. You know, being the fourth seed. Yeah, they lost in the first round, but that we were. I was okay with that. I'm like, hey, that's progress. They right? won a game. Like they, the, you thought the New York Knicks won a championship after they won that won one, one game You're against right. Atlanta. Yeah. And that way, and like it wasn't a bad thing. It was like, damn man, the Knicks like they 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 back. Yeah, and like you can, it was like the first game where MSG was like, I think you know, like I think half capacity. I don't know if it was yeah. full capacity yet, but. The, the garden was rocking. You felt the like even when we went to the game, the, 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 they the, lost. Yeah, you felt the butt like it was early in the season, so you felt the the, the, the electricity the in the yeah. air. Like I felt it in there. Um, but man, they they've been disappointing. Um, I, I, you can I mean obviously probably hands down it's gonna be Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets being the most two most disappointing teams. Um, but if you're talking about you know, unexpected that the team that takes a nosedive, and I get it. The Chicago Bulls got better this year, so you know there's going to be an influx of right. different teams that that kind of go in and out, in, in and out of the rotation. But I thought the Knicks would have been there. I thought the Hawks they they pretty much had the same team as last year. I thought those two teams would have got it together. Um, and I, that, find, I find it very crazy that both those, of them, those two teams, both of them, yeah. stayed the same, and then seven or eight teams just leapfrogged them yeah. in a season. Right, and very you're talking weird. about the Brooklyn Nets even regressed too. So the Brooklyn Nets right now in the playing game, right. And I think if the game was today, I think they play the Hawks. That's correct. They play the Hawks, which I mean, we're gonna talk about Brooklyn. I hate. I feel like I'm always beating a dead horse with this team, Bradley. Um, but it's always something like it's like as the world turns. Like it's always some different type of subplot with the Brooklyn Nets. Now that you know, we don't know if Ben Simmons is like what the hell's going on with Ben Simmons. Like, is Cuz talking about like his back? And now it's his back. How your back hurt? You ain't played it since last June, bro. So when you- the when the trade happened, I I didn't like it personally. I mean, I knew they had to do the, the, the Nets had to get rid of Harden. I didn't like the trade because I knew that they weren't going to get anything out of this guy this year. I just, well, I knew that. I knew that was going to be an issue. I so, think people, I, I, I'm not mad at the trade. I thought, I, I didn't like it. The reason why I didn't like, I didn't mind the trade is because I felt like, as crazy as it sounds, I felt like James Harden was a victim. And the reason why I feel like he was a victim is because I felt like he got bamboozled into a situation where last year he came in, he was balling. Like, Harden's first month with the Nets, he was probably MVP contender, like candidate. Um, then number eleven, who I will not never say his name on the show, you know who he is. Number eleven, you know he 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 on some foo foo stuff. Whatever his foo foo excuse was then, and I think he got hurt. Harden has to come back early from that hammy. He blows his hammy out. Now KD's pulling the team. Same things happens this year where number eleven, and to his to his no no fault of his own. If you don't want to get the damn vaccine, okay, understood. But at the same token, you can't play in home games. Now you're playing in away games. So you and the Nets, you know, they they did what they were supposed to do. They were like, nah, bro, we can't have you on here. Then Omicron breaks out. Then the entire damn NBA season almost got derailed during the holidays. Yeah. Um, and then they hit the padding mode. And I think Kevin KD goes to Joe Sy and was like, hey, bro, I need help. Like, I, we got we you gonna have to bite the bullet on this. And you bring number 11 from the bullpen. He catches COVID of all things before he even starts playing. And then now he can't play in away games. And then Adam Silver's out here saying that they need to change the rule, which I agree with. Um, but it doesn't look like Eric Adams, I believe is his name. Eric Adams, the mayor of New York. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He's not going to, it doesn't sound like he's budging on this rule. So it looks like number 11 is not going to be able to play home games. And there's 17 games. You brought up the crazy stat a few weeks ago that the Nets only have, I think, seven, seven, oh, seven road games. Seven left. road games. Everything else is at the crib. So my man can't even play. So Harden's looking at this like, yo, I can't be, y'all are okay with crazy being okay. Like crazy is a thing around here. Crazy is okay. It's okay to lose your damn mind around here. I can't be the only one that thinks that this is okay. 
So I'm actually sympathizing for Harden to be like, hey man, I like being crazy, but I don't like to be the one that's not the craziest. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I think for him, it was like, hey man, I gotta go. Like, I, I can't do nothing here. And 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 uh, no, I understand him leave. Uh, him wanting to leave, right? I could, I could get that. I just didn't think the trade was a good one. Yeah. Now you got. So here's the thing I look about the the Nets, man. I feel like the inmates are running the asylum. I agree. There is no culture in Brooklyn. There's no lead. There's no. You can't have the leader being players only. Yeah. You gotta have the GM needs to be a leader. The coach needs to be a leader. It looks Ownership. like the players are running everything in the organization. Well, you got to think about KD and number 11 are the ones that handpicked to get um, Steve, Steve Nash. Nash. Yeah. Then you bring another whole bunch of losers out of there. Mike D'Antoni, what have you done for me lately? Nothing. You got Amar Stoudemire, what have you done for me lately? He's learning to be a coach. Okay. He's, 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 he comes from the D'Antoni tree. He's, he's, he's getting AIT right now. Understood. All right, that's fair. Okay. But you're not going to get any good training from a loser. You're not going to get no true. I mean, come on now. That's like yeah. me going to the worst E5 in our platoon to be like, hey, man, I need your guidance on something. Yeah. And we all know that you ain't did Jack Diddley poop. Come on, man. No, you're right. I got you. So, 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 I would say the Nets are probably the most disappointing team, but the Knickerbockers, bro, man, like, I was pulling for y'all, and they've just laid an egg this season. I mean, finally, Cam Reddish is getting some play. I like number 45 with the Pro Sims. He looks like he can ball, and he got some shoulders on him. Yeah, yeah, so I think I, so. That was one of the things that that I, I think, um, yeah, especially New York sports media, it was saying that Thibodeau wasn't really playing the young guys, mm. and and I think now he's trying to do that. Um, so, I mean, it's it's gonna be growing pains all over again. I don't know, man. I honestly. Do you keep Tibbs this season? I like Tibbs. I I mean, I, I he was coach. He was coach of the year last year. I don't think it's fair to just throw toss him to the side after one kind of bad one bad season. I, I don't think that's right. I say stick with it. Um, I, I think there is, this is the thing, it doesn't look like there's a clear vision though, up top. Mm-hmm. Leon Rose, mm-hmm. World, World Wide West. West. What, what's the vision? Leon Rose is nowhere to be sent, be seen. Where is this well, guy? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Where, like, cause is the, he ain't This is the around. issue. So Leon Rose is a, was an agent. Right. Agents that become GMs don't usually pan out too good. But Rob Palenka, yeah, he, well, he got a championship, but he hasn't been good outside that one year. Yeah, that was kind of a... Agents that go become GMs, they don't pan out that great. Yeah, now, I mean, like, again, he became the he became the GM and they had a great year last year. So, I mean, I'm not saying I need to toss him to the side, but where are you in the, when times are tough? I need you, guy. Have we heard from my man at all this season? Like, I feel like he... I didn't... I, didn't, I forgot what he looks like. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're going to have to roll the tape, Kenny, and look for him. Um... But yeah, it's 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 just it's it's just really really disappointing. See, I, I like the, like I said, I think the Hawks are just I'm dumbfounded by that. I don't know if it's injuries. I know you know beginning of the season a lot of people are missing time because of COVID. I don't I can't put my finger on what the hay is wrong with the Hawks. But as far as the butcher goes, um, I oh, I told you the other day you got Dwayne Casey who won Coach of the Year that year that same year and got fired from the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, won the Coach of the Year that year and got fired. Um, I think you bring the butcher to change the culture. And now that I feel like the culture's changed, even though they're having a bad season, it's not like, man, like two years ago when the Jack, uh, Phil Jackson was running the organization right. and Porzingis and the boys were just dipping out on end of season interviews. Like it, it was a, it was a circus. You know what I'm saying? I think there's a, there's a level of, like you said, there isn't really a direction, but it's not a toxic place to go. Like, you know, you're going to be like, yo, you want to go play for the New York Knicks? You want to go play for the Kings? Pick New York, even though yeah. you know the New York Knicks, it's not a circus of a of a franchise anymore. So if you let go of Tibbs, my question is, who do you bring in? I don't. I mean, if you were to get rid of, if I want to get rid of Tibbs, man, I don't know. Um, you're gonna have to make a splash landing. 
And that's that's not always great. I we try to make splash landings. Those things didn't work out. I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe uh, promote from within. I don't even know who's on assistant staff. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you, but the Knicks got money this season, and their their issue's been like it's hard for them to get free agents. It's weird. It's been really hard. There's an issue. There's that Dolan issue. There's always there's that, that elephant in the yeah, room. There's that yeah. James Dolan. Yeah. It's funny. It, it's funny about the Dolan thing that it doesn't affect the hockey team. That's true. That's true. The hockey team. Everybody wants to play there. They yeah. play great. Yeah. They're contenders, right? Yeah. But for some reason, the basketball team, it's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's definitely a Dolan Is it not, the, the Oakley thing? It, I was going to ask. It I, still stinks. That was going to be. I still smell the Oakley thing. I was going to ask that question, and I, and I hate to bring race into it, but could it have something to do with POCs being more on the basketball side as opposed to there's not as many people that play hockey that look like me? Yeah, but. I'm not, and I'm, I'm just, I'm not accusing Mr. You know, Dolan of no, that. No, but I hear what you're saying. But POCs have been on the Rangers. Oh, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, got my man right we now. Got so multi, we got multiple people Reeves, there. Reeves is on it. We all love Reeves. Love some Reeves. Yeah. Um, we got, and they, they got and multiple. And And Keandre Miller. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. They, we have, they have multiple POCs, and they've had POCs okay. throughout the years. Oh, I didn't know. Like, I'm just not getting uh, the so, hockey, so one of the few teams that have had POCs. Okay. So it, it's, I don't know. I, I, I think it's, it's uh, the Oakley thing is not good. Mm-hmm. Ewing probably not being able to get a coaching shape. You should get Mark Jackson as y'all's coach. I wouldn't hate that. I just, I, I do like Tibbs, man. I, 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 I think he, if, if he gets uh, ousted for this, I think it'd be a raw deal. I so, think the butcher is the guy you bring in for one to two years. Be like, hey, man, change, change it up around here. No man, why, yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I think hate, he's I, don't just, hate, I, I don't hate the Mark Jackson idea. I just think he's. I don't think he's a long-term solution. I think he's a guy that kind of fixes things up. Um, just gets the ship in the right, going in the right direction. I don't. I mean, I don't. Even, has Tibbs even been to the finals? You know what, man? You know how you said we don't know who his assistants are. You right? Because I have no clue. Yeah, so bring in Mark as an assistant. New York guy. You know what I'm saying? St. John's. St. John. Former a, a Nick. Nick legend. Yeah. Um. You know, there's a. And I, I don't know why he had never gotten another shot. Yeah. So I would. I would reach out to Mark Jackson. I think. I know Patrick Ewan had a doo on a stick year at Georgetown this year, but. I think that's something that you can probably that's that's a way to get play, players to come to the guiding. I yeah. think that's a way you yeah. get people to come over there on what is that fifth and thirty seventh if I'm not mistaken <laughs> at MSG. I think it's fifth and thirty seventh if I'm not mistaken. Um, you would know more than that, dude. It's um, uh, that's on seventh. It's and on seventh and thirty fourth. There you go. Um, right over there, you know they got good street meat right there on the side of the street. You know? um, but uh, yeah, so switching gears, man. But yeah, I, I wanted to talk to you about that. But um, yeah, man, we're going to the Warriors game tonight. Yes, we are. Oh man, Warriors Nuggets. That's a big one. That's a big what one. What are the Nuggets looking like this year? They're looking very good this year. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, they're, I mean, they have their records good, but they're they're only sixth in the West. They've had the Warriors. This is this is this is a game the Warriors need to win because they lost the other eight day. out of ten is what they've lost. Oh yeah, they're, they're in fifteen. Trouble. So somebody asked me. I was at the barbershop actually getting lined up before I got on my flight out here. Um, and I was sitting in the chair, and somebody was like, yo, what's up with your team? And I was like, it was like, what's up with Draymond? I was like, I don't think it's a Draymond issue. Everyone in the press is talking about Draymond, Draymond, Draymond. Being that he's gone? And it's true. It's a yeah. big deal. This is a huge deal. Um, you can't just sit there and put a put a Band-Aid over a gunshot wound. I get that. But I also said this. And this, I think at the time, the record was the Warriors were 15 and 13 without Draymond. I said the Warriors also 15 and 13 with Klay Thompson 
because Klay Thompson came back the same day Draymond got hurt. Um, he's been balling, but he ain't been balling. He ain't. I mean, well, you can't expect that. You don't expect that. But also, Steph Curry has probably had his worst year since as, as since a rookie that people aren't talking about. His shooting numbers are bad down. Um, I think his turnovers are up. I know his assists are up to a certain extent because he's had to carry the bulk of the load as far as distributing the ball, being more of a facilitator. But at the same token, it's like, I feel like moving pool to the bench, inserting play into the starting lineup immediately may not have been the best. I agree with that. Jordan Poole is averaging, I believe, just shy of 18 or 19 points a game and was was silky smooth. And, And I think... When you got a cat who's in his third year, which usually as a rookie, your third year is where it's your make it or break it a year, yeah. and you out here balling and holding it, holding down the fort, and now you're like, hey, we got to bring the old guard in, and we got to, you know, you know, thank you for your services, but you got to hit the pine again. That, 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 I'm not going to say there's friction in the locker room, but if I'm Jordan Poole, I have every right to feel some type of way sure. right now. Sure. Um, so, so I always bring up. Is Clay, you know, has Clay helped out tremendously on this team? I don't know. He's not. He's not explosive on the defensive side. And Clay Thompson's probably an all de- all NBA defensive player. But he can't move as well. He ain't moving like he used yeah. to. Jordan Poole. I'm not gonna say he was a defensive stud, but I mean he can move a little bit better than Clay. He can move his feet a little bit more than Clay. Um, you got Draymond Green who ain't barking out orders. You got James Meisman who I've been said. You need to trade him away because even if he comes back, you don't know what you got because you didn't see what he had in college. He only played a handful of games last season, and my man's been out with a torn meniscus practically for an entire year. They almost they almost treat it as if it's a torn ACL injury. So there's a lot of unknown variables with James Wiseman right now. You should have unloaded him last year, kept your two lottery picks, and got an established big. I'm kind of salty that they didn't go get Boogie Cousins. Boogie Cousins just dropped like 30-some points for the Nuggets yeah. two nights ago, like Friday. Um, yeah, it was Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's on the Nuggets. Just signed it to, he just got signed for the rest of the year. Exactly. I didn't, I didn't even know he went to the Nuggets. Yeah, just dropped like 30 some points. He got cut by the what the Bucks. The Nuggets picked him up, and I was like, yo, the, the Warriors pick. needed him. You could have got DeAndre Jordan. I know I make I make fun of DeAndre Jordan all the time for running up and down the court. But you need a big guy who can run up and down the court and at least give you six fouls. You ain't got that right now. The Warriors have zero size. Balenciaga, I think his name ain't Balenciaga, but Balencia, um, Balenciaga, the shoes, the socks. I know, know what they are. Yeah, the socks, you know, the socks that <laughs> yeah. look like shoes. Um, the ones that look like socks that croak hard to beat. Um, Balenciaga's. Um, so Balencia, he ain't been, he ain't been playing. Iguodala, I feel like they're treating him like he's Robert Ori. Like they just, we'll wait to the postseason and he'll just come off the ice. So it's a lot of things right now with the Warriors where it was so much promise where the Warriors just came out of nowhere this year and now they're looking like the team of two years ago. They're about to get leapfrogged. Yeah. So Memphis has been Memphis is damn good this year. Memphis is very good. Not to mention Memphis is Memphis beat the Warriors to get into the playoffs last year. People forget about that. Mm. People forget about that. So you don't think Memphis ain't got some type of head game, some type of little Insider, like yo, we got one up on you. We were the ones that actually beat you to get into that eighth, the yep. final seed in the playoffs last year. That's a big deal, man. So, going into this game tonight as a Warrior fan, I'm very, very, very concerned that this this might not be a good game tonight. Now, see, like they played the Lakers, right? Yeah, and lost the other, the other day. They lost, lost. A, a game they should have won easily, uh, and they struggled with the Lakers two weeks ago too. So the thing is this. This game today, this is a definitely. It feels like a. It feels like a must win. I mean, that's kind of strong though. They yeah. are number two in the in the West. Right, right, right. But it feels like a must win. They got to get on on track. Yeah, they do. Is kind of what I'm seeing. They do. The Nuggets though, they want to win too. They 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 trying to. 
you know, there's a log jam between four, five, and six. They got to, and number seven, Timberwolves are not too far behind. So they got to, you know, they definitely want to obviously make a statement against a good team. Mm-hmm. They definitely want to up go get up in the rankings as well. Right. The Nuggets have a good team, man. Jamal Murray hasn't even played yet, too. And right. the, he's not yet. Now, is he playing this year? He's gonna, he should be coming back pretty. He might come back before the end of the season as well as Porter Jr. They have The Nuggets have a good team, they and they got the MVP. They got pieces, yeah. Yeah, so they got Nicole Jokic was the MVP. Yeah, they right? got pieces. So they have a good team. So, I mean, I mean, I feel like the Laker loss was – like, if they lose today, the Laker loss is worse than I losing to so. the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, they, it's a, it feels like a must-win for Golden State, man. Those, the, the things that you brought up about, you know, Clay Thompson maybe not coming in, is that a coaching thing? You know, going straight to the starting lineup, is that a coaching thing? Did he, did he do it for the fans? Did he do it for just great question. Emo- emotion? Great what? question. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of, those are all valid feelings and questions. Yeah. Um, Steve Kerr is, a, is an, an enigma. And the reason why I say he's an enigma is there's days where I'm like, dang, my man is a phenomenal thinker coaching-wise. But then there's also times like the 16 finals what the hell are you doing? You know, he's an enigma. And there's there's times where, you know, defensive strategies, especially with Draymond being gone, like he hasn't, you know, he hasn't put the team in better positions. He's, one thing about Steve Curry, he's very candid. He's definitely a guy who takes a lot of self-accountability. You know, I, I didn't prepare my team. I think a lot of it being that it was a home game, it was kind of like a homecoming game. And granted, no, no shade to the Cavs. The Cavs are, my, yo, they're probably my favorite league pass team to watch. Like, them boys are nice. Um, but they played against the Cavs, which is eh, eh, it's still the Cavs, though. You know, eh. they have a good record, man. Yeah. They, they turned it. But around. they smoked the Cavs. They smoked yeah. the Cavs. Um, I, I felt like, yeah, to your extent, I, it was an emotional thing. You know, Clay has been gone for damn near three years now. Um, it, it's like, what's, but the, the thing is, like, you put him in the starting lineup for that one game. Do you now be like, all right, bro, you got to come off the bench? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like, it's, yeah. it's hard. But for me, I think pride-wise, I get it, Clay. Like, we gotta, we gotta integrate you in a little bit. You know what I'm saying? We gotta, we gotta get you. You gotta get you. You know, you coming off of a pro P3, P3 profile. We gotta get you to start. We go on the two and a half mile walk, bro. Like, let's go <laughs> run and walk at your own pace. Like, you know, run and ruck at your own pace. Let's get you. Let's get you reintegrated. Let's get you back in some remedial training. And I know you did a lot of that with the G League. But as far as you don't get in game, you don't get in NBA shape until you play NBA basketball. And I felt like maybe having him come off the bench would have been a better idea and just kind of smooth him in, just just massage him in. Um, and then if, if, if Jordan Poole was on a double, on a second night of a back-to-back or Gary Payton second gets, you know, he's hurt or, you know, something like that happens, then you put, then you plug, it's going to happen. It's part of basketball. It's part of the game. Someone gets hurt. I think at that point, then you can plug him in the starting lineup and see how it goes and feel it out. And then if you need to take it off, then you you, can, you still got that option. But now that you put him in the starting lineup, you can't take that. You can't play that. You, you don't have the bargaining chip. Yeah, I wonder. I, I was wondering what as you were talking, like, did they think that just because he's been with the team, I mean, he's been with the team so long, even though he missed the last two years, he could just jump right in and you know the plays are the same or whatever. The offensive scheme is the same. I don't. I think that's a mistake. Every year is different. Mm-hmm. The plays are different. The different players that you're playing with, the speed is different. The timing is different mm-hmm. every year. So maybe, I mean, that was probably their thinking, but that was a mistake. I think and you're absolutely right. And then while you're speaking, I'm thinking of something else. Draymond Green was a late scratch of that game. Ah, Draymond Green was a late scratch. Very, very late scratch, like layup lines, and that's when he found the, right. the, the injury. So that that might have had uh, something to do with it as well, because you're right. There might, you know, muscle memory. You yeah. know, you, you do the same thing, especially with your core players like that, yeah. and, and you get out. You know, you get out of the zone. So you got your core four, and your 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 backbone. Then you know the, the man wolves things everything together. You kind of 
maybe that one say taken for granted, but you kind of see how important he is. And now he ain't there, right. you know, and it's kind of hard for them to kind of probably be doing anyways. But I I go to the Warriors games 95% of the time before 2015. That's before I was like, you know what I'm saying? Before I would say, oh, yeah, we're going to win. Before 2015, I'd be like, ugh. Yeah, Warriors, yeah. <laughs> I just hope we got a good game tonight. Like, yeah. I just hope they play hard. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm kind of feeling that way tonight going into this game. Like, bro, I just hope they just play hard. Like, just keep it within five points tonight. So, um, the Warriors play tonight. The Nuggets, it's, it's – I put it like this. The last time I went to the Warriors game, they were playing at Oracle Arena. That's the last time I went to a Warriors game. Oh, yeah. well, you're going to have fun tonight. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, it's it's gonna be a good fun. time. Yeah, it's going to be great. But anyways. Bring, uh, bring your vaccine card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring your vaccine if you boost it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Make sure that happens. Uh yeah, so, oh my gosh, yeah. All right. Yeah, but anyways, yo, you've been listening to the Sports Business Podcast with my boy, Sergio Prieto. Um, yo, before we dip up out of here, we got to talk about the W of the day. Yeah, man, oh my gosh. Oh, the WNBA. What a conundrum they are. <laughs> what, this ain't been y'all week, bro. Like, this, this this hasn't been a good seven days for you, for the WNBA. Um, I believe it was, ooh, was March 1. It was on March 1. So it was last Tuesday. Last Tuesday, there was a huge um, bombshell I think came out on the New York Post. It was, I think, New York, either New York Post or Wall Street Journal. Journal had just reported it that uh, the WNBA fined the New York Liberty 500K to Joseph Sy, who is also the, uh, the owner of the New York Liberty as well as the Brooklyn Nets, finds the New York Liberty, I believe, half of it. Was it 50 or 100, uh, 500? I think it, it, was, it was a little bit. Uh, let me, let me. I think it was fifty. Um, I think it was fifty k. Um, anyways, needless to say, they got fined the first day on Women's History Month at that um, <laughs> for the team having chartered flights to go to their games. Um, a lot of players, both in the WNBA job field as well as you know just common folks like myself, that 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 founded what is it? Is it is so, it, uh, is it the league threatened to find them for a million? Yeah, they, they settled on five hundred thousand. So so half a milli, um, which is chump change to Joseph's eye, but yeah, it's, it's chump change is five dollars from my guy. Probably a fifty piece. Who do I make the checkout to? Um, so they they get fined. Um, it's for a chartered flight, and I guess the the part of the issue is, and which is crazy, they just went through a CBA last year. They were playing under the first year of the new CBA. I guess chartered flights is part of, is considered a competitive advantage because all teams are not able to afford chartered flights. So majority of these players are flying. The majority of these teams are acting as if they're back in the early '80s, early '80s basketball NBA, where they are on coach. Like they're flying commercial airlines. Right? Do you know how hard it is to be in Las Vegas Aces to go on a Tuesday? Actually, now let's not even take aces. Let's just say you're you're the aces. You play in New York. The game probably isn't going to end until about ten o'clock at night, right. 10, 10.30. East Coast time. East Coast time. Yeah. You ain't gonna fly out of JFK, Laguardia, or Newark at. I mean, you could probably maybe midnight, one o'clock. Maybe you might be able to catch a red eye, but then you're going back in time, so you're not gonna get that time back on a commercial flight. So you pretty much gotta wait till the next day. So you're paying an extra night for a hotel and all that other good jazz. They probably gotta ride the subway to get to the station, um, to the airport. Um, and then they gotta fly back. Like that's that's that's. I have an issue with this whole thing. That that's a big deal. And the fact that 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 wasn't in the CBA. Like, huh? These owners. Who? This is my problem. Who cares? Like, look. I'm with it. If I got an owner that's gonna take care of the players like this, I'm with it. He should be able to do that. Mark Cuban was the first one that started doing the private jets and had the the, the 
top of the line first class yeah, thing. I mean, why? and that kind of got all the other owners to be like, oh dang, we gotta step our game up. Like, yeah, why don't, don't they? They don't. They, it ain't like they pay the WNBA players anything. Yeah, exactly. Because we about to segue into this second story about the, why the WNBA has just got a bad week. Segue into that. You got Brittany Griner out here who goes to, who's been playing in Russia for the last five years, which I believe Diana Taurasi's been doing that. There's a lot of high-profile WNBA players right. that go overseas to make ends meet during their downtime because WNBA ain't cashing these girls out. So apparently Brittany Griner goes to Russia. She's been playing basketball. Cool. That's fine. I guess she comes, she tries to catch a flight within the last 24 to 72 hours back here to America because of everything that's been going on. They open her bags up, and I guess right there is a box of hashish oil. Anybody knows who hashish oil is? Go to Google what is hashish and find out if weed is legal in your state. Bada bing, bada boom, bada bang. I just figured out Brittany Griner's problems. I guess apparently Brittany Griner didn't know that weed is illegal in Russia. And now word on the street is the Russians may use her as a high-profile hostage. That's ridiculous. But... I mean, I have an issue on this too, because like, obviously she's an American citizen. We can't allow that to happen. But she was not very smart on what she was doing that day. Here's my thing. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. You know you're, you know what's going what's going on there. All right, you, you know what's going on in that region. You need to get out of there. And you're gonna bring, you're gonna have something like this. You just, you're opening yourself up to problems when you're doing stuff. You're like already this. a high-profile person. Yeah. You're a high, you're a high-prime. Like, bro, I'd have left my bags at the hotel room. Like, I'm gonna, I just came on with my assault pack, bro. Like, I'd have came with my cell phone charger, my wallet, and my laptop is all I need. Socks, drawers, all that stuff. You can burn it. Like, I'm not coming. You ain't got nothing to try to find on me, B. Yeah. Um. Here's the thing about Brittany Griner. This is the part that's just baffling. I'm almost certain. There is a whole bunch of people, as far as pro athletes that are playing in Russia right now, that can't even get out of the country due to the due to the the situation that we have right now. Mm-hmm. You had the opportunity. You were fortunate enough to have the opportunity to come back. Why in the blue hell would you jeopardize that over a, a, a vape pen? More than likely, yeah. that just does not make any sense to me. And you're right. She's an American citizen. Um, you know, it, it's gonna be bad if she become. You know, she's a high profile. Hot, well, I, I, just a, she's detained. I mean, you know, yeah, she's, I, I don't detained know. here in America is completely different. Detained in, in Russia, yeah, I tell you that. Yeah, I think they got her in the gulag. Yeah, probably, or she's with the KGB or something. I don't know. We don't know what detained in Russia means. Like, we really don't. Right. You know, you ain't getting your right, your your rights written and read to you probably in in the in the cell in in, in, in wherever she's at in Siberia. But my thing is, you have the opportunity to come back. You didn't prepare yourself and, and and for her to go over to Russia and rent it's been five years like you didn't google to be like yo is re- weed legal in Russia like is it okay for me to have weed because you damn sure can't travel domestically with weed what makes you think you could travel internationally with it I just don't get it so WNBA is a whole this ain't been y'all week man like I just just happy with this is how y'all want to do women's history month like huh yeah it's not good huh not good uh, so yeah, I, I, I just, I, I'm just baffled by the whole situation, dog. Like, I, 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 I you got anything, man? Like, I mean, it's just, um, <laughs> I, I guess it, it's, I guess it's a wake up call, right? I mean, it's sad it had to be her. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's a message to everybody, that, you know, those athletes or anybody really that's doing anything in Russia or going to Russia. I mean, athletes, uh, you know, uh, musicians, whatever. 
you know, make sure that you're on your P's and Q's there. I mean, James Harden almost got into it last this offseason overseas because he was with a little baby and they thought he had some stuff on him and he got detained, come to think of it. Right. So you got to be careful where you're going when you're going overseas, man. The rules are different. Talk to your agent. Like, you got to, this is what you have an agent for. You can always hit your agent up and be like, hey, bro, like, is this sweet? Is it sweet? Some agents need to be educated too, aren't yeah. they? That's the, that's the question. I bet you if the agents don't know, if you have a good agent, I bet you, uh, what's my man's name? Clutch uh, Force. Clutch Force. Oh, uh, uh, Paul? Rich, Rich Paul. Rich Paul? I bet you Rich Paul don't know the damn answer, but I know Rich Paul will go call somebody and get you the answer for you. Yeah. I bet you he'll get a legal representative on the phone to be like, nah, this is one, two, three, four, five bullet points, which you ain't supposed to be doing. So if Rich Paul don't have the answer off the top of his head, I guarantee you, if Anthony Davis was in the same conundrum, he would be able to get a legal advice to be like, no, this is why you don't do it. I wonder if Brittany Griner even has an agent. They should forget yeah, they, 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 they. She's paying the agent? Yeah, she's what money? Well, the, whatever little the, the money that she was getting in Russia. <laughs> she's I, probably getting a little, little, they get a percentage, right? The sure. agents get a percentage yeah, of their yeah, action? Yeah, for sure. I mean. Unless you're Lamar Jackson, you're representing yourself. But, I mean, they don't get paid. I understand. That's why she's in Russia. So, again, WNBA, do better. Yeah. Because if you were paying your players, they wouldn't be going off season. I don't hear LeBron James going overseas or going to play China in, in July. Yeah, no, I'm with you. So, anyways, WNBA, do better. Hey, yo, SP3, Sergio Prieto, my guy. <laughs> I appreciate the time, bro. Of course, I, anytime. I Thanks for having it. me. Somebody to find you at, man. If you need a house, you ain't hit this man up. Somebody to find you at. All right, uh, so you can find definitely find me on Facebook, uh, Sergio Prieto. You'll find uh, my, my personal page is fine, and also my business page, Sergio Prieto, Sergio Prieto at Guaranteed Rates. Um, you can also hit me up at sergio.prieto at rate.com uh, at any time, and I'd be more than happy to help anybody that has any questions about uh, mortgage lending or financing uh, uh, um, for a home, uh, refinancing a current home. Whatever you guys need, I would definitely love to help you guys out, and uh, education is a big thing for me, so definitely reach out. Love to talk to everybody. Hey, man. Not only that, I heard you working on the phone like you was Rich Paul earlier. So you saw, like, you heard me. Huh? Yeah, I heard you in action today. You sound like you was close to some deals. So you need to be an agent. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, anyways, once again, my name is Eric Compton, aka Mr. Town Business. You can find me on the Twitterverse. That's S P R T Z B I Z N E S S. You can also find me on the Instagram, Money Compton. You can also email the show. Like I said, give this show five stars. Anything under that, you are considered a huge, big time J Cat. Other than that, we're gonna run it back next week. Peace and love. Be safe. We out.